and welcome to Creativity and Chaos, a 1L2N podcast. I am Amy, and we are joined by some cool cats today. Missy. Meow. Mike. Arctic, Bengal, Tiger, Leopard. Tommy. I'm, I'm just a Maine Coon. I'm cool. I'm large. And our coolest of cats, Liam. Yeah. We are a family of cats going through the process of knocking things off of our shelves, and we're bringing you along for the ride. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the new year. Happy oh, New Year. Hi. I stayed up for your new year, and I was in bed before mine. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Smart man. Yeah. East Coast, best coast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's how it goes. That's how the phrase goes, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think it's East Coast, Beast Coast. The beast coast ever. <laughs> we just lost so many subscribers. <laughs> no, thanks. We have yes, no audience all anymore. All three of now, them left. Crap. I'm so sorry. Today, because we're going to kind of talk about how we are doing in general. We're just going to have a fun little chillaxed podcast today and talk about our holiday break and what went on and all the fun things we did. We all got to see each other, which is very exciting. And it was Exciting because no one got sick, which was wonderful. Uh, so we could all equally enjoy it. That wasn't a jab at Mike. I was just saying we could all equally enjoy it. That's all I was trying to say. I think we lost Mike as a subscriber too. So <laughs> if this I podcast, A+. plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, now we left. Yeah, there he goes. Lost notice of Does anyone want to kick it off? Yeah. First of all, you all have been, been calling me and referring to me by Mike, which is not my name any oh, longer crap oh no oh crap go. somebody say it lord michael yes i'm a f- gilgan the first yes i'm officially lord michael Woo-hoo! these crazy stupid people decided to get me a lord title officially for christmas and they got aaron a lady title so we are lord and ladies and uh, I think the really cool part about it is that, the, of course, the name is awesome. And everybody, you know, just Lord Mike, that's totally fine. So soon it'll be Lord Master Mike, which is even better. Or maybe Master Lord. I haven't decided. Anyway. I think Lord Master is better. <laughs> Plus, you were a Lord first. So. Tommy is already hating this. This, oh. is great. this is all your fault, by the way. Yeah. I think one of the best parts about it is that the, the specific title they got me was a one by five plot of land in Scotland and they got Aaron the same plot of land just it's like 10 down from me because I'm sure she wanted to be like 60 feet away I totally get it but <laughs> on this plot of land they plant a tree and that was the the best part for me is like knowing oh it's also like a tree preserve thing so it, that yeah. was that was a that was an extremely thoughtful gift I'm very happy for it I almost guessed what it was but not quite so what was your guess? Wait, what? I think because, all right, so for those that don't know, I have a really fun game of trying to guess what is in my present by shaking it, squeezing it, and usually I'm not too far off, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, Missy got me some coffee from Wawa, and I guessed the regular flavor, and I could not guess the the next flavor, which was a Cuban, which I haven't tried yet, so I'm excited. But for this one, I took the box, and I was just feeling it, and I was like, okay, well, obviously this box is not the original box, because it has that tiny bit of gap where the tape is, so it's probably resealed. <laughs> so it's most likely an Amazon box that's been resealed. And then I shook it a bit, and I was like, it feels like there's it's like a little squishy, so there's some kind of packaging in there. So, okay, that's fine. 
mind. And then the way I shook it, I was like, well, there's at least two things in here. And so I think I told Amy, I was like, well, it's it's definitely not the original box. It's probably been resealed. There's at least two items in there and probably a piece of paper or something separating the two of them. And Amy like shook her head at me like, I hate you. <laughs> so <laughs> and then, and yeah, you didn't was, know what was I there. Didn't, I didn't know what was there, but at I least I got a picture. Did I guess a picture? I think I remember you guessing maybe, it was a picture, yeah. which they came in picture frames. Yeah. So. I just, I really enjoy it. I'm still going to stop talking now. Just kidding. <laughs> it's I'm fun. Never gonna it's stop fun talking. to guess. I always like any kind of game that's guessing. Like, yeah. Liam can't just tell me things anymore. He has to let me guess things. Mom, guess what body part is bleeding right now? <laughs> I need, need to go to hospital. Guess how much our insurance deductible is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would just like to say that all of my gifts were pretty much D&D related this year <laughs> and it was yep. glorious. Yeah. So exciting. It was awesome. I got so many, I got dice. I got a Vox Machina Origins volume one and two book and we played D&D, which we'll talk about shortly, but the maps that we used, Mike gave those to me. So now we've got all this D&D stuff and I'm like, Yes! This is the life that I've cultivated for myself, and I'm so excited. <laughs> My obsession is becoming reality. <laughs> <laughs> As if it wasn't already a reality. Yeah. Just now people can see it a little more. And then Tommy got me, even though you all saw it, it was a skull. And he put one of my favorite rums inside of it. It's like a glass skull. It's very cool. So once I get a cool bookshelf, I will add that to a bookshelf because I think it would have a nice aesthetic on a bookshelf, you know? Yeah, it really would. I tried to get like the light up ice cubes because I really thought it would have been cool to throw a few down there. But yeah. everything I measured, it was too... It was it too, wouldn't fit in the box. Yeah, exactly. It was too big. And it sucked because I, like, I looked for an hour. I was like, really tiny baby ice cubes that light up. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I did try to get for Amy, and I don't think it exists. <laughs> An emergency D20 kit. Like, it, it's really tiny. And then I, I found a case that I like, but I need like one or two millimeter wide. I'm sorry, long length, one or two millimeter in length dice. <laughs> and so it, it's, it has to be extremely small dice. So until I can find those dice... Amy's not getting in her emergency kit. I Dang. don't know. Like, <laughs> Amy does have those super teensy tiny dice. They're so tiny, though. Like, I, I have a necklace I was wearing that you can put, like, gems inside of, like, little tiny chips or, or jewels or whatever. You can fill it with tiny seed beads. And I fit her dice inside it of that necklace. They are so fit. tiny. So... Here, here's I'll I'll gonna spoil this. I'm, I'll spoil this all ahead of time. I bought a case and I was gonna get her a D two, which is just gonna be a coin. <laughs> but then I couldn't I couldn't find the right D, so like coin to do it. <laughs> oh. And I was like, oh, I'll just put oh, now everything I here, and it didn't work. <laughs> Liam, what what did you get for Christmas? I got some shirts. Those are pretty <laughs> nice. I uh, yeah, I loved my shirts. Yeah, Amy and Tommy got me some shirts. They were like came in different colors. Um, <laughs> they feel pretty soft and pretty nice they also look pretty good and they're long sleeve i need some long sleeve shirts don't have enough of those riveting loved my shirts <laughs> thank you amy and tommy for those shirts <laughs> i'm glad you like them we saw them on a mannequin and i was like i want that i want that one for him he would look good in that one it's the like cream and burgundy one and yeah. i it took us a while to find it but i finally found it hidden on like the bottom shelf of like a display rack somewhere and i was like ah oh! and then next to it was the other color i was like ah oh, we're getting both of these for him so. yeah I, I only 
I don't know where my third one is at right now, not gonna lie. I know I know where my green and red one is, but I hope, hopefully I don't didn't leave my blue one down there. Um, oh, we'll find it. I also got a sweater. I like nice. my sweater. Mom got me a pretty nice sweater. I liked it. It wasn't as thick as my other sweaters. And they I weren't as you to loo- have options. Like sometimes you want a really thick sweater, but sometimes you don't. Yeah. I liked I liked that sweater. It was, it was a pretty nice sweater. Yes, yeah, so what did you guys get? That's it? That's all you got? <laughs> oh, I'm so disappointed right now. No, I got a, um, I think the biggest gift I got was probably a Ravens jersey, especially because it was a quarterback, the biggest jerseys, most expensive, the ones that everybody wants. Fun fact, didn't know he was the quarterback or the most popular. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think this is the guy Liam talks about. I think his name is Jackson, but he has got a number eight on the jersey and Liam's favorite number is eight. So that was my logic. You did you you did the very best and it turned out to be the very best. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I did well. <laughs> yeah, so super excited about that. I got a Ravens beanie. Which is pretty nice. I wore that for like four days straight. Never took it off. It was seeing my hair after when I took it off. I think I showed mom. It was disgusting. But it was also, it was crazy. It went in so many different directions. Well, I guess when I came back today, just now, like about an hour ago or two, opening, like mom said, like 40 different presents. I got a whole bunch of meat, a lot of meat, some crackers, some chocolate, some more meat. I got some candles. So a whole bunch of tea, some more meat, and some more tea. And then I got I got some cologne, a bunch of cologne with some lipstick. Not lipstick. Nope. Chapstick. Manly chapstick. More meat. And then... Book. So you got... another thing in there. Oh, a book. The book. Yeah. Okay, I got a... I, um, that seals it. <laughs> so you got meat, candles, spices, fats, and and chocolate. I'm pretty sure you're about to sacrifice something. <laughs> that is all the required items. Also, I got I got crackers. I got some meat. I got some spreads too for for like cheese and stuff and crackers. We got them got all some, in like um, charcuterie type stuff mm. and. Oh, okay. nice. I got some. I got a huge block, a huge Topic. chunk of meat. It was like this. Sausage like thing. A I don't lo- even it's know. a summer sausage. It's a log. But it's a, a jumbo huge, one. <laughs> lo- I thought it was a lightsaber, but it turned out it was meat. Unwrapping this, he genuinely oh, thought it was a lightsaber. Wait, did you get any counter. meat? <laughs> <laughs> How many vegetables did you get? <laughs> Absolutely zero. The vegetables <laughs> I didn't wrap, they're in the refrigerator. There's a whole drawer full. There of was them. not a single thing that was good for your health <laughs> today. Excellent. Oh, I got some soap. That's pretty nice. I did get some soap. It was I'm sure like, that has good nutritional value. He, he needs to clean it was some manly smelling soap. I think it was some meat smelling soap. Um, so snow, for soap. the reference, it, it, I didn't like go to the store and buy him some dial or something. I Other soaps are available. I went to a company called Outlaw and they do like cowboy themed soaps and yeah. clones and they just ventured into lip balms and stuff. It's all very amazing manly stuff and it smells amazing little small business highly recommend can you really say that like cowboy lip balm is a manly thing i mean nowadays i'm not i'm first of all i don't care about I, i'm using chapstick right now so don't, <laughs> I mean, don't take I this as a wrong thing but lips were like really really raw and chapped like being outside all day they probably would put a little bit of animal fat on them yeah oh, i don't, yeah, I don't know sure. traditionally like is that a thing hey, Google. um i got a book <laughs> 
it was, was a pretty one? nice it was a um things the a book that mike has read it was the uh a night a night of the seven kingdoms about the story of duncan egg yeah it's a spinoff to the game of thrones song by some fire series yeah it's pretty fun i liked it yeah it's just a random little story about two characters and their adventures in the seven yeah. kingdoms yeah it's That's it's a cool. anthology of stories yeah, I it's guess. a collection of stories. yeah it's three well, stories if Short it's stories. If it's all kind of in the same universe, but different people and different stories, that's your anthology thing. But if it's but different it's stories, same... but with the same characters, it's just a collection of... Okay, yeah. Of it's pretty stories. good. That's the only thing I've read of George R. R. Martin, and I can understand why people really like his reading. Because it's easy enough to get into and to actually read, but it is entertaining as well. It's 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 He's a decent writer. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I really... I, I've read two books so far, and he's, I really like his writing. And yeah, that was, that was, I, I know I'm missing some stuff, but that's mostly everything. Yeah. If I left your present out, I'm sorry. Which I left, if I did, it was probably mom. Your Hot Wheel? I can't believe you forget <laughs> about your Hot, hot wheel. wheel. I got a Hot Wheel. <laughs> One I singular Hot it. Wheel. I asked for it as a joke. And, and we I got, got it. it for him. I got yeah. it. I actually got a we Hot Wheel, guys. So excited! I'm not gonna open it. I'm just gonna, it's gonna be my hot kill, Hot Wheel collection of one. It's like here, it's my Vintage. Hot Wheel collection. Well, the box is already bent, but it, it still looks good enough. But it's color <laughs> changing. Fine. Put it so under the water. It is. It is a Hot Wheel, not Hot Wheels. Yeah, it's one. I mean, it does have wheel. four wheels though. Yeah, but it's yeah, only one wheel. The hot Wheel Hot but Wheels. It has its name, right? I mean. I, I, hot, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't wheels. have hot wheels. He's a hot wheel. <laughs> I don't have any wheels. You got four of them now, baby. Yeah, boy. <laughs> but yeah, I was happy with what I got when we were all together. I was like, oh, this is nice. I got a, a big thing with a jersey. I got some other things I'm going to use and enjoy. And then I came home and Ramley mom at like four. I was like, all right, let's, let's, let's open up your presents. I thought I was just, it's going to be like half of what I got when I was with you guys. And it turned out it was like five times the amount. It's just, I just kept, I just kept on reaching it and there was more and more and more stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, when does this end? <laughs> all meat sticks. <laughs> I was overwhelmed. I did. I got some like cheese sticks or whatever. I don't know. Something like that. Oh, to balance the meat. Okay. To pair. With the meat. He did buy a lot of vegetables to balance all of this stuff. <laughs> Where? It's in the what fridge. Vegetables. Oh, man. What did you guys get? I mean, not to brag or anything, but I did get 17 pairs of socks. <laughs> so, <laughs> all unique. All fun. All fun, indeed. I think one of the most notable ones. Sorry to everyone else. But it had to be the cat informal wear <laughs> you did wear them cat. for a couple days in a row i think <laughs> uh no i changed i made sure to change a pair every single day because i'm like i'm gonna get stylish yeah it was great i loved them love my socks i asked for socks and i got way too many socks <laughs> there's no so, such you know thing oh, you're probably right i would also like to point out the day after i had purchased your socks for you you were like yeah i don't really like long socks anymore i really only want ankle socks and i was like oh no because mm -hmm. i just purchased these socks for you they're already on their way and then i told missy and she's like oh no because <laughs> yeah. she had purchased them too so i was like well he's getting long socks that's just gonna happen Kids, i don't kids. really care i think i like ankle socks when there's no print, when it's just like just a plain mm, sock, yeah. but I don't mind the long socks because there's more space fun. for print. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm not really that picky. I don't care. 
I enjoyed my socks and I've been wearing them consistently. So it's been great. I also gained this Christmas 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah, so much food. So much I food. I ate so much food. It was not healthy, but I enjoyed it. I got a grapefruit candle that was in this glass copper container and it's so pretty it's so so pretty and so heavy and so suspicious looking that tsa pulled my luggage for an inspection and they specifically went after that candle and did a an explosives residue test on it same thing for my coffee thanks (laughs) yeah oh the gift wow they also flagged my briefcase which i take on every flight and it's the same exact things on every flight and the lady doing the inspections just like i have no idea why they flagged this i guess i'll do a drug test on your keyboard (laughs) okay you could have told her i know why they flagged it and then gotten a bunch of agents over there (laughs) no i just wanted to go home yeah i we flew southwest Both times our flights were delayed and we sat on the plane for a long time just waiting to be able to go anywhere. But ultimately, despite we were there on what the first day we flew to see you guys on the first day Southwest started having issues and we flew home on the first day they were attempting to resume normal stuff. So I'd say we lucked out really well. It could have been Mm. so much worse. That's awesome. I also got socks. They're the thickest, fuzziest socks I've ever had. They're amazing. Thank you, Amy. And Tommy. And Tommy. (laughs) I don't know who got me what, to be honest. We were all sharing so many gifts for each other this year that it was just kind of nice to do it that way. But I I genuinely don't know who got me what. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't really mind it. Sorry, no one could take credit. Yeah. I just I got socks. (laughs) Yeah, boy. (laughs) I would say it was pretty nice all of us going in on different things together. Oh, for different people. It, it made it fun. It, it, well, there was never like a competition of who can come up with the better gift. It was just like all of us yeah. enjoying the holidays together with each other. Yeah. Which I got to say, throughout our family history, we've had some not great Christmases and not great holidays in general. So I, I feel like for me, this is probably my favorite. And it wasn't because of the stuff I got. It was just like having genuine time to spend with all of you and like it not being a chaotic. I mean, it was chaotic. Because we're, you know, us. But it wasn't like, we got to clean everything because people are coming over. And and it, it was just, it was nice. It was, it felt like a real fun, genuine time. And it was, it was great. So. And it was never like, we got to rush, rush, rush to do this, that, and the other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was specifically telling Aaron, I was like, you wanted to get me plane tickets to fly out to torture me for Christmas. Because, <laughs> you know, it's just going to be total chaos. It's going to be crowded. You know, there's going to be a giant tree and decorations everywhere. And it's going to be hard to to sit. And it's just, it's going to be v- not a relaxing thing. And of course, I was joking. I was very excited to see everybody. But I also wasn't joking because that's usually how Christmas is. It's just a packed, chaotic endeavor. But Amy and Tommy rearranged the, our parents' living room and it made the entire place flow so much better, in my opinion. And this way, it wasn't like a stuffy, chaotic, everybody passing each other in one hall sort of situation. The decorations, I thought, were minimal and tasteful as opposed to just a giant amount of stuff everywhere. We didn't have that time at Christmas where, uh, you know, 10 other families came <laughs> over and had dinner and we were all we were all going, you know, nuts in general. So, yeah, I agree. I think that this was one of my favorite. Plus, I hadn't really seen you guys in two and a half plus years. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. 
Yeah, it was nice because like for your wedding, like, yes, you got sick and there was other stuff, but it felt like because it was a wedding, everything was like, okay, we have like a schedule of things. And although Mm -hmm. we did have like a quote unquote schedule of things for Christmas, it was still way more relaxed. And it was just like, hey, do we want to do this now? Hey, do we want to do this now? And I really like that. And I think we, we should talk about it now because it was my favorite part of the whole time that we all had together. We all got to play D&D with our mom and it was so much fun. It was really, it was fun getting to play it because I love watching it, but I've never played it myself. And Mike was the the DM and he did such a good job. Mike, you're such a good storyteller. And he just like whipped all of that together in a week. Yeah, and I was insane. so <laughs> impressed with you. And it was so, so fun. So I don't know if, who wants to talk first, but we got to talk about the D&D. The first thing we should acknowledge is that Tommy is the only one that has played the fifth edition. Missy played some other edition, I third or fourth. Third and fourth. Okay. Like the fourth, the Ten week it ago. came out. Like Okay. Robert. So, yes, yeah, so it's, oh, so. it's, so it's been a long time. And then the rest mm-hmm. of us have not played. So, even though Amy and I are familiar with Dungeons and Dragons and I've played games that are based upon it and stuff, we know the rules in general. Neither of us have played. Liam's never played. Our, our, our mother's never played. So, it was a, it was a, totally fresh experience that ended up better than I thought it was going to. It was very, very fun for me. And that's all. I just wanted to acknowledge. I I didn't know that you had written the story until after the whole thing was over. I think Amy or Tommy said something. I was like, what? It it felt like like a purchased one shot that you had maybe modified a little, but it it felt like a legit pre-built not pre-built makes it sound fake or plastic or whatever but it it felt like a professional product that that we played i guess we'll just tell everybody the story real quick so they can understand the context of it five different adventurers got a letter from somebody in a city asking them to investigate a bunch of monsters that were north of town in some sort of castle and they all get there and find their other adventurers and go in to investigate well separately i pulled every person that was playing aside and i gave them a letter written from a mysterious person and it took a specific object that each one of these characters had or it was a promise of something and it basically was blackmailing them and they had to all find this object but none of them knew that the other one did in theory i'm sure as soon as i did it everybody was like oh yeah that's what's gonna happen so as they're going through and they're you know playing this they find out that there's this locket that was a source of evil that needs to be destroyed and it's also the same locket that everybody is looking for so now they have to make the decision do we destroy it or do i keep it because somebody's blackmailing me. And it was it was fun to come up with a basis of a story and then kind of see what everybody was going to do with it. And then having everybody role play their characters into like, oh no, I really want this item. I think Liam was probably the most like, Liam and probably Tommy were the most like on spot with their characters in, in terms of like, I need this item. Because Liam the entire time was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, to get this and I don't care if I have to kill everybody to get it and I'm running out. It's totally fine. And it was great seeing that. And then Tommy's character was very military background and like he made the big moves to try and steal it from other people secretively. And he he tried to get away and he didn't realize that Missy actually stole it from him at some point. And so it was like it was all this this great interaction Amy was a Scottish bagpipe player with a Russian accent. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. I immediately went to Russia. I felt so, I was like, okay, well, you know, what? it's just going to be Russian now. It's fine. <laughs> I tried to do Scottish and it instantly failed. So I was like, whatever. Yeah. And the, the, the Russian bagpipes. I mean, come on. 
It was great. They it was great. so good. Yeah. Classic Bagpipes Russian bagpipes. that turned into weapons. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that worked for being Russian. Yeah. I will say, as far as backstory, you guys have no idea how much work Amy put into it. She she filled out an entire character sheet. She had, like, <laughs> characters you've never known about, history. Like, it, it was very fun seeing where everybody brought their creativity to their own characters and how they melded all together. And it was a very, very fun time. And our mother played a... Uh, elf rogue who was raised by humans and she was raised in the south and she has a southern accent and she's she had a southern accent the whole time and it was so funny because i was not expecting it was was fantastic (laughs) well i kind of want to talk about that because my our parents are very anti-magic they're very anti-magic they're they're very religious and so specifically our dad is very anti D because of the whole satanic panic of the 80s and does not like D at all does not support it, does not want anything to do with it. But our mom was like, well, I have to see what it's about. Like, if I don't know what it's about, then how do I know it's like the evil that people have said it is? And so she wanted to play because she wanted to see just what it was we were talking about, just what what, what it was we were so excited about. And the best part about this whole thing is you know we had asked her and we asked her not when my dad was there because not we were trying to not that we were trying to go behind his back but we wanted to give her the freedom to say what she wanted to say without having his negative influence of D there and she's like i mean i i guess i could play and she's like i don't even know what i would play i don't know anything about dnd i've never played i was like i've never played she goes but you love D&D. And I'm like, yeah, I watch a lot of other people play D&D, but I've never played myself. And so I, we, I started like the character process for her and set a few different races. And she's like, oh, well, well, an elf sounds nice. I kind of like the idea of being an elf. And I was like, yeah, we can totally do an elf. That That's totally fine. She goes, but I don't want to do any magic. Ooh, what if I was raised by humans and they couldn't teach me magic? So that's why I don't know magic. And like, you could just see this like <laughs> spark inside of her. Like, and what if I did this? And what if this is my character story? And it was like, she's like creating. I was like, yeah, mom, you got it. You got yeah. it. You're doing it. You're believing. (laughs) I I would just assume, uh, as an aside, D&D is one of the nerdiest things that you can do, I believe. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it is, you know, I've never believed in any of the the dumb satanic panic stuff with D&D. I don't think there's ever been an instance where it's like somebody has murdered somebody because they play D&D. It's just ridiculous to think that. And it's ridiculous to think that you're going to join in a cult because you're like, I want to kill dragons. You know, it's yeah. it's people you know. making panicked assumptions about something they know nothing about. Yeah. Uh, here's an example. I was at a restaurant at the airport when I was about to fly back out here and I was drawing a map for a D&D world I want to create. And my guy next to me was like, oh, what you doing? Are you, you know, you drawing some sort of topographic map? And I was like, no, it's a, it's a thing for D&D. And he's like, oh, and then just turned right away. Like, he was just like, I don't want to talk to this guy. He's a nerd. <laughs> and that's fine. It, pe- if you can't separate the idea that it's fantasy, because mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's a fantasy world. You create it. It's not reality. It's a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I have to put it. It's the nerdiest thing you can do. And you can have so much fun if you just allow yourself to be nerdy and be cool with it. Yeah. Which mom walked away 
being like, I had such a great time. I enjoyed that so much. I want to do it again. And the fact that like, she was like, well, I don't know, to the fact that she was like, I want to play again was like, yes, this is awesome. Like, I'm so glad that she was a part of it. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, we definitely held back probably the way things went or some of the, what we said because she was playing with us. But I'm so glad that, she, you know, we got to ex- share that experience with her. We got to see her have a lot of fun with it. And her stupid character was super OP and ridiculous. Yeah. Like she rolled. Really yeah. Well. How did that, is she, you know, she's like killing the first monster on the first turn kind of thing. She, <laughs> she did do really well. She also rolled terribly a lot which oh, balanced yeah. it out yeah, thankfully she yeah she did yeah constantly rolling natural ones yeah that was hilarious <laughs> so, it was it was really good to see everybody come together and we played it was supposed to be like a four or five hour session in general but since it was my first time dming i had no idea how long to this would set up and it, we ended up doing it for about what uh 11 or 12 hours total over two days yeah. it was, yeah, it was yeah, a lot that. but it was a good time and I, I enjoyed creating the world and trying to give everybody a really fun experience. And that, that to me is the power of storytelling that you can do, especially the, the, the cool part about D and D playing it and seeing other people play it is the improv aspect is because you don't have to have an entire flushed out story. You just have a bunch of cool elements and you can let your players come up with some of those cool story elements. And they'd be like, yes, that is exactly what it was in that story all along. You know? <laughs> and it just makes it a much more fun experience because they think they figured something out. And sometimes they did. And sometimes you're like, oh, yes, I'll give that moment to you, which is it's nice to, to tell a story in a group fashion as opposed to just an individual going, here is the world. Like you said, that's the fun thing about the storytelling aspect of D&D is while you were telling our story, we were creating and telling our story alongside of you. Mm-hmm. So there's just like so many multi layers of storytelling going on. And at the same time, it's a game and you're having fun with it. So it's an outlet for your creative juices and you can have fun. It's great. It's so much fun. And I think that the fact that you have to roll means that you can't tell one story. Oh, yeah. You have to tell multiple stories and you have to think about it in different ways. And your story evolves and changes as it goes because you don't know the results of the dice. You don't know if your entire party is going to get killed or if you're going to easily breeze through everything. It's kind of like a choose your own adventure because you are making a lot of choices throughout. But the dice is also a character making choices. Yeah. Yeah, It's like your fate, you know, and you, Mm -hmm. you just figure out what your dice does and then go, okay, how do I react to this situation? I don't know. I mean, I think that I know our mom's favorite moment and probably my favorite moment was really stupid, but it was everybody was trying to run down some stairs that had a 10 foot gap in them. And so they had to jump over the gap to, and they had to roll a dice and make an athletics check just to see if they cleared the gap. It was a strength feat that they had to go through, right? So Tommy went first and he rolled and he got a low roll and then mom was immediately behind him. So he fell onto the ground and then mom's character fell directly on top of him because she failed her role and then later on amy's character comes running around the corner and jumps and falls directly on top of those two and like everybody gets damaged and you know it was a lot of laughter around the table and it was one of those things of like if 
if the dice weren't there, it would have been like, okay, well, I just run out to the front door. But because now all of a sudden there is a challenge in between and you all failed that challenge, it brought a really hysterical moment that everybody's like, I can't believe this just happened, yeah. Um, yeah. which was the, the fun part. Yeah. Well, especially because Tommy's character was the smallest character and he was on the bottom and my character was the biggest character and I was the one on the very top of the pile. (laughs) It was just like, oh man, it was such a good moment. Tommy's character was running because he was trying to run away with the necklace and then everyone was chasing after him and they all wind up in this pile on the floor and then my character just slides down the rope like hey what happened guys and i'm the one pocketing the the actual the actual item yeah And there was a there was a moment in a battle in a basement where Liam's like, I'm gonna use this fire ability I have and try and burn all the webs. And I was just thinking as DM, like, oh God, he's gonna kill the entire party. Like, <laughs> this this is gonna happen right here. And it was already a tough fight and they barely got into it. And because of some actions, the square that was burning, a spider fell on it. And I was like, well, if a giant spider falls on it, it's probably going to put out the flames. So I'll just put out the flames there. And I wasn't trying to like take it away from Liam and be like, you can't burn everybody. Because I was like, this is going to be really fun. <laughs> like, so but, Wouldn't you know. it have expanded each round or by yeah, one? Each, each time square. it got back to Liam yeah. before his turn, I was going to make the fire expand by one. And everybody was trapped in that room pretty much. There was only one exit that they cleared. And I was like, oh boy, this is going to be fun. And just because of the actions that happened in there, you know, that fight was a breeze. And that was supposed to be one of the hardest fights in the entire game. And you all <laughs> were just like, yeah, whatever. And I was like, cool. But in Missy's character, like there was a, a thing called a rust monster. And I beefed it up a bit before we went into that fight. And she was just like, okay, entanglement and held the monster. And I was like, oh, okay, as a DM, what do I do now with this? Everything? Okay. Well, then I was hitting it with a wooden weapon. So the rust did no effect on it. Exactly. And that that to me was like, oh, man. Okay, well, I guess I guess that's that's good. So it's one of those (laughs) things where I guess if you're if you're like as a DM, if you're my first time playing, so I can't speak with authority, but if you're playing to win against the other characters, then it's not nearly as fun as being like, wow, that was a really cool moment you did as a character. I'm going to let that play out instead. I will say, Liam, and you can speak more on this. I really liked your choices. Well, we all kind of joked around that you were going to turn on us and try to TPK the whole party, but you kind of did. That was kind of the character that you played. And, you know, your character was kind of only out for itself. And I liked your RPing moments that you had with like the main bad guy of like trying to convince him that you were going to fight on his side. I don't know if you want to speak more on that, but I, I thought that was really cool. And I think you did a good job with yeah. the whole D&D aspect. Yeah. So the whole thing with my character was well, what Mike threatened me with, with the letter at the beginning was that, that where I live, my home and who I am would be revealed completely to everybody. And that was my biggest fear. So I came into this thinking, oh, my character is only here because they're in utter desperation to make sure that this doesn't happen. And also, my character does not like people. So it does not care about the lives that it's surrounded by. It only cares of making sure that this um, this necklace was um, retrieved and given back to the person who blackmailed. And so there are, there's, there's many times where I was planning and thinking of, like, what do I do to try and get this myself? Like, when I, when, speaking of that fight in the basement, I didn't my main purpose was to burn not just the spider but yes that was a pretty nice thing down in that basement and 
the uh, burn the webs along with it. But I also wanted to kill everybody in that room <laughs> along with the spider and the web so that I could get it myself and be okay, victorious being able to do it. Yeah. But then, of course, this, the fire went out immediately, and my plans were foiled. I was like, dang, okay. But you also would have killed yourself, though. Uh, fire well, he was slower. immune to fire. I have resistance, so oh, I get a lot, oh, lot less okay. damage. Yeah. So I was hoping that I would still get out alive while everybody else is dead, and I get it. But so that you know, I also had the ability to create water, shape water, mess around with water. So I would have yeah, put, put the fire out. My character doesn't know this. So right, no, no, no. It was, that was the whole thing. Yeah. The big problem with my character is I had the stupidest accent, so I could never... <laughs> yes. I didn't think that was a problem. I thought that made for a really excellent time. I could never... I was never able to let's say, express how I feel in like, uh, actual <laughs> RPing because nobody could understand me because almost every syllable started with Z. <laughs> Right. It was, it was so amazing. ridiculous. It was, it was very ridiculous. hard to speak. Half the time, I didn't even know what I was saying. I'd have to think back, like, wait, what did I just say? What did I was? What was I trying to convey? <laughs> it was just like you like, huh? Everybody, everybody just takes a moment and goes, um, okay. Usually, we would all turn to Tommy, like, okay, interpret that. And then Tommy would ask me to say it again. I was like, man, I don't even know what I said the first time. That's good. That's real good. So by the end of it, I I kind of let go to my accent just because it made it more difficult for me to to do the RPing and so that the RPing was more genuine. It was better. It was easier all around. It would go better. Never doing that accent again. It's terrible. <laughs> I think the big lesson that everybody could learn here is that although your individual characters might have motivations, you, as a as a group, we're all playing a game to win together. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's one of the things I took away from a DM is like, oh, I just set it up as a massive conflict so that everybody needs to fight each other. And that could have come out and then everybody could have killed each other. But also at the same time, it's like, how do I communicate that I want them to work together until the point that they can turn on each other? That's the hard thing, I think, is figuring out how, how to get the group to be cohesive, especially when it just starts off. I feel like you did a pretty good job, in my opinion, but that's just me. But yeah, I, I, I just tried to make my character different. Everybody was working together. Everybody kind of had the same mind. I was like, I want to stay super true to my character and try to do whatever I can to obtain the necklace and leave so my location is revealed and i tried um the end i tried being friends i guess in some way i tried letting the main bad guy understand that i wasn't the one that destroyed the necklace that i was trying to stop that and eventually after a few rolls it worked but at that point nana being super op just <laughs> destroyed it yeah. and there's no Which point didn't we predict that she was going to kill the big bad anyways? Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. She she had the most OP character. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, and I did that, and I basically just, like, left with my information, didn't say anything to anybody, and then um went on. I feel like, I don't know, I, I just wanted to stay true to my character, and I wanted to make my character different, and I feel like it did a decent job. It just sucks that the stupid accent. I think you did a great job with it. I will say, in... In general, when we play next time, I would think about 
trying to make a character. I mean, you can have a character that that has flaws or that has its own mission, sure. But the idea is that we're all trying to play together. So I'd make a character that's not just out for themselves. They could be out for themselves in the beginning and then realize through their power of friendship that they actually need other people. I don't think that that was Liam's fault. I'll take the blame on that one. Because I, not only did he just want to create a, a character that was random, but then I also threw the thing of like, oh, by the way, here's the, the hard part for your character here's for everybody. Here's a selfish motivation. Yeah, true. Yeah. I was, out on your own. I was just working off of what Mike gave me and the story as a whole, along with, it didn't, I didn't think I would be working against everybody when I made the character. I just thought it would be interesting that my character didn't really like people and it would make interesting and uh, interactions, but then it turned out in the end we had to work against each other as well, which just made my character completely against everyone and completely out for themselves. And I feel like for the story we had, it made it interesting because it was just a neat little oh, yeah. one-shot thing. If it was yeah. a longer thing, then yeah, I think we definitely should work together. Definitely should do more, but I didn't mind us being completely against each other. I think it made it really interesting for a short little thing. Well, yeah. also imagine, here's from a storytelling standpoint, imagine everybody kept the same characters, which I know that we probably won't do the next time, but imagine everybody did and they didn't change it Especially if you start off like that, that can be a great point for your character to change in a much longer campaign. Because everybody can be like, why were you such a dick? Like, why did you try and kill us? And then your character can have a lot of change and growth, which makes for a really interesting story. Yeah, definitely. 100%. I think my character could go through some growth, but I feel like it was just a decent enough end for a character. I think it was it was pretty well done. I don't know. I had fun. I had a lot more fun with the story and the RPing side of it than the actual, like, playing in combat side i think if we played more the combat would get quicker of course it was very slow because everybody has brand new abilities and spells and nobody really knew how to play exactly and it was it was a lot more difficult to start it than it was to do anything else and i think the same thing i had much more fun doing the role-playing aspect than the combat itself because it was it was laborious for everybody to learn and figure it out just to throw it away you know guess we all like telling stories the other fun thing that that i think we did too as a group which i was my first time doing was my my second favorite thing of this christmas was doing an escape room and we did yeah. a clue themed <laughs> escape room where we had to solve the murder mystery of clue before the murder actually happens and it was it was a lot of fun just scattering around the various rooms with everybody and trying to figure out how to open up each individual room and get from place to place and i i really enjoyed working with everybody and seeing everybody's like puzzle solving talents in that aspect escape rooms are also another fun method of storytelling in the sense that you can you can tell an overarching story, but then you can also, you as the player slash consumer are telling your own story via the puzzles you solve. I never, I never looked at this until we played, we did another one without Mike, but I started looking at it like, oh my goodness, we all contributed in our own way and we can tell a different story. Like, oh, what puzzles were you solving when you were doing it? And like, oh yeah, that puzzle helped to this and I was solving that, which helped with this puzzle. So I don't know, they're way better than I originally thought. I love escape rooms. 
there was a specific one. Like I was, I was in a kitchen with this clue one trying to solve some stuff and everybody else was in a library, which is two rooms over. And you guys had a puzzle out and you were already doing that like puzzle, like a jigsaw puzzle. And there was a clue on the back of it. And I just had no idea that was happening at all. And I was just so like, let me look at this section and try and figure it out. And that I guess is kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, you guys were doing that. I had no idea that was a clue. That's crazy. Yeah, there was a lot of that in this particular location that we went to. There were multiple puzzles kind of going on at the same time, which all the other previous escape rooms I've done, it was very linear. And technically, these were linear as well because you needed each puzzle in order to progress to the next. But usually, you're not able to work on other stuff at the same time. Whereas in this one, you could. It was just which one's going to feed into what. So that that was interesting, especially for larger parties. So that everybody had something to do. Yeah. yeah. So the first one was Clue. And that one, I love it because, you know, love the movie, love the board game. It's great. <laughs> it's Clue. But the second one we did was a Western one. And it was actually a lot smaller, I feel like, than the Clue mm-hmm. one. And it really only had two rooms compared to Clue, which had four. And even though all of the rooms were pretty small with the Clue one, the Western one it they had one, basically one big room and then a small side room. And... That one was interesting because you started half the people were on the small room, half the people were in the big room and half that were in the big room, which is myself, Liam, Tommy and our cousin. We were all handcuffed to start. (laughs) So we had to figure out like how to get out of the handcuffs. And like, I wish there was a little more back and forth between the two rooms before Mm -hmm. we were able to all come together but it was like we opened up a thing which gave them a shotgun so they could shoot the thing that dropped down the key so we could unlock ourselves but that one i i still really enjoyed it and we actually did that one in like 56 minutes so we did that one a lot faster than we did ours but we all thought wow we're not gonna make it we're not gonna make it we still (laughs) had like three more minutes we're like oh panicking like oh gosh hurry up yeah, but the clue yeah. one, we all sat there at the end going, is this what we want to do? Is this the, the answer? Is this the answer? And we had like, what, 26 seconds left or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so I guess yeah. so sure. with the clue one, it was a little different than your typical escape room. Normally, you're just following following a bunch of clues in order to get a key or unlock something in order to get out, right? Whereas with the clue one, you're trying to prevent the murder from happening and you have to submit on a touch screen the room and the weapon and the the suspect and you're like submitting that to the cops and once you make your guess if you guess wrong that's it the game's over you're done so we were like desperately trying to figure out did we get it right did we miss anything and i will i'll say this i don't know about the western one the clue one we did have some hints from the the person who was watching the rooms mm-hmm. but i never feel like the hint was something that was uh, an unnecessary thing. I feel like a lot of times she would remind us of stuff like any information you get in the room, you should assume is true because we forgot about that Mm -hmm. and tried to assume something else. So she was keeping us more on track. Exactly. And I think that was yeah. much more helpful to do it that way. So I, I did really enjoy. I, I would say the same thing with the Western one. It helped us. Yeah. He wasn't telling us what to do so much as he was reminding us, hey, don't forget about this. Or why don't you give that a try one more time? I don't think you quite got it. Yeah. Hey, that thing that you put in the corner. Maybe you should move it. Cause <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Because there was actually like a secret door that popped out. And so yeah. if we had left it there, it like wouldn't have popped out. So we're like, yeah, we were oh, piling okay. all the stuff we had used like in front of the secret <laughs> it, it, door. 
I know that specifically the, the in the clue one, we're all looking around like, how do we open this one door? How do we do it? And eventually she just came over the intercom and she was like, have you looked at the thing above the lock? And it was like a very obvious piece of paper that was right above the lock that somehow blended in well enough that none of us saw it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it was one of those. Yeah. Like, like, oh, oh, thank you. like, oh, yeah. like a, it was a yeah. pan, a wall panel and not a laminated piece of paper turned around. Yeah. But it was the way she said it, too. She's like, you guys didn't happen to notice a piece of paper over that lock, did you? Yeah. And more <laughs> it was of like, like, oh, did we uh... put it there? I guess you could see. But yeah. We were scrambling all to try and figure out what we were doing for a little while before she said that to try and give us yeah. a chance to figure it out on our own. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think they want us to want to see us fail. You know, they want they you to want have a good to- time. Exactly. So I think if we're getting really stuck, but we're like, ah, should we get a clue? Should we get a hint? I don't know. It it is kind of nice that they're like, hey, gentle reminder. Remember how you did that other thing? That could work other places. You know, like, yeah, it was nice because she wasn't giving us like the direct. It was it was truly just small little hints, but it was more to keep us on track to help us because we're the ones that solved it. But she did help us. And I I appreciated that. It's a hard balance you have to strike because I I truly do believe that people would be upset if they didn't finish the escape room and mm-hmm. therefore would leave bad reviews yeah. because they didn't yeah, finish their escape room. But they would also, yeah, they would also do the exact same if the overseer, I'm going to call them, was game giving master. too good game master. Game master was giving too, like, good hints you know like oh you really were giving it away like i don't like that i like to be challenged a little bit so they were striking such a wonderful balance Mm -hmm. between the two so that we could complete it in time and we didn't feel like we were being told what to do but and at the same time if you ask them specifically how to xyz they just ignore you they're like we're not gonna tell you how to do it they would give hints to get you closer to thinking about it which Mm -hmm. is a a difficult task Without just being like just prompts as opposed to the instructions. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it was a really good balance. So it was fun. Now I just want to do every escape room there is because they're so much fun. So much fun. They're just a great group activity. (laughs) Yeah, they are. It gets the the mental juices flowing. Even though you accomplished literally nothing and you paid for it, it makes you really do feel like you accomplished something. Yeah, y'all got paid to be handcuffed, so... Yeah. I mean, that's (laughs) what I usually have to do, so... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that wraps up our holiday time podcast. Thank you guys for joining us as we we just kind of had a chill podcast as we unwound and spoke about all of our favorite things if you want to reach out let us know how your holidays went we would love to hear about it we are 1l2n productions over on twitter instagram youtube and reddit we'd love to hear from you and if you want to help support us we are 1l2n productions uh, on patreon as well and that would be much appreciated and last word of the day goes to on one of my new cool dices so missy it's your fault because i'm doing your cool twisty metal one Nine, which is Mike. Mike, take it away. Next Christmas, if y'all disappoint me, the party's gonna die.